Hello and welcome to LaSalle College Radio. I'm your host, Don John, and with me today is Isaac DeLahey from Epica. Hi, Isaac. Hi, John. Isaac here. Welcome to LaSalle College Radio. Um, can you tell me where the name of the band came from? Uh, the name of the band is actually... Um, Epica is uh, supposed to be the place in the universe where uh, all the answers to your questions are, so... Uh, it's also an um, album name of one of the Camelot albums. Mm. And uh, back in the days when Epica was uh, doing pre-production on the first album, they were in the Gate Studio in Germany, and that's where Camelot was recording that album. Because first Epica was called Sahara Dust, and then they changed it into, uh, in, into Epica, which is, I think, a better name. So that's the story behind the name. I certainly like it. And I was listening to uh, Requiem for the Indifferent. Yeah. Some say it's not your best work, but uh, that one certainly made a fan out of me, and I'm definitely going to be listening to all your other... Oh, to hear. Yeah. Can you uh, describe your band's style? Um, well, they say that we played symphonic metal with female vocals. Uh, so that's kind of the short version of what we were playing, the style, um, but, you know, um, I guess everyone who has heard an Epica record knows that it's a little more than just that. Um, we we mostly, on, on every album, we have a ballad, and we have very, um, we always have kind of a harder, uh, thrashy song, or sometimes some death metal or black metal influences, and, um, but if you pour a little orchestration and a little Simone on top of that, it, it becomes uh, symphonic and uh, and becomes epica. So it's it's always pretty hard to describe our style because first of all, I'm in the band, so it's hard to say what you're doing if you're in the middle of it. Secondly, we don't really like to stick to just one thing and just uh, uh, so. Uh, Epica is, I guess, known for making albums and not really songs. So we prefer having like a full circle with the album. So that's why we have different kind of dynamics on one album. And and what you said about Requiem, like some people apparently didn't really like that album. I guess it has to do with the fact that both lyrics and, and the music were very dark and more, yeah just darker, heavier than what we would usually do. There was a little less melodies and more progressive side of, of uh, the music. If you put all the albums next to each other, you kind of need a, an album like that to, to get a good balance of all the songs because you don't want to repeat yourself. You don't want to make the same album twice. And uh, I think now with the new album, we're kind of getting back to, to all the melodies and definitely with the, the great production this time, it's just a, a huge step upward. Speaking of your new album, it, the title is Quantum Enigma. Yeah. And when is that set to release? Um, it's going to be released in America on uh, May 5th or May 6th. So let's say one month from now. I'm pretty excited. Well, for me, that's going to be a very good... Uh, end of the school year gift to myself. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, 
How do you come up with your songs? Um, well, basically, for this one, we uh, all the, the guys in the band, so five of us, we all individually wrote songs or basic structures of, of songs. We all did that in our home studios. Epica is located in three different countries, so it's not that easy to get together and to actually go in a rehearsal room. We mostly work from home individually. And then, so let's say, half a year before starting the, the actual rehearsals, we um, threw all the stuff on a big pile and started working on it. I would take a song of Mark, the other guitar player, and just uh, mostly he writes, uh, or he starts with the orchestration more than and not with the guitar. So I would just kind of start writing guitar riffs on his songs and someone else would pick my song and put a little orchestration here and there. And then um, two months before recording, we uh, we went to the studio to rehearse together. We started first with a three-piece, uh, just drums, guitar, and bass, and then just tried to have the basics of the, of the song, like the basic structure to get that really... And grooving and, and like put all the details into place and and that's when after that we added all the little details in the orchestration and um, in the meantime Simone was working with Sasha Pet, the producer we used to work with for vocal lines and uh, orchestration and the, the choirs and stuff like that and then we started recording the whole thing and the whole process took us yeah, a little over a year to finish. Um, I think because we changed the team around us, uh, it, it really set the first step of, of like a new Ethica, I would say. That is one of the easiest and best ways to actually collaborate is just let everyone write their own thing and then do their... You know, usually we, we always worked individually and then we just went into the studio and then you record your stuff the way you think it should be. And that is kind of the easy way. Um, but this time we chose we chose not to do it like that. And actually sitting together and, and going over every detail is, is not the easy way because sometimes you have to say, you know, I like you a lot, but I don't like this song. And uh, so it's not always easy to do that because if someone would, say about my song it sucks and we have to change this and that in the first moment I also think like I think it's a great song so what are you talking about but then slowly if you have the right arguments and, uh, and, and if you can just explain yourself and just say what you think would make it better then you just kind of make the whole song better and the whole album so uh, it was a, it was sometimes not easy to, to be so honest with each other but I think if you hear the result, it's, uh, I, I'm very proud of the result, and I'm very happy that we took a turn and, and didn't go for the easy way, being the same producer, same studio, same team around us. So it was kind of exciting to do so, but um, I'm pretty sure that the Ethica fans will uh, also appreciate this new kind of direction we are taking. Has um, Simone becoming a married woman and a mother affected uh, any of your... Yeah, it actually did affect. Um, you know, first of all, because she was pregnant, we had to take a break from touring, and that's 
very new to a band like Epica because usually we're kind of touring nonstop and, and we go from one tour into the other into writing into recording and then back on the road. So it, it was like a never ending story. And now it forced us to kind of, it gave us the time to focus on the new album and on the songwriting and to kind of change the, the, the kind of stuff we were used to do. And uh, so this was pretty unnatural at first. It was something we, we were maybe not scared of, but it was yeah, not, not how we would usually do it. We had to get out of our comfort zone, so to speak. But it, it, it was for, for the best, actually. We, we took the time for this album, and it, it just paid off. And it's just a way better album than uh, if we would have done it again between touring and, and just record it swiftly and, and just uh, move on again. It would have been maybe more of the same, whereas now we could really look like, okay, what's the best thing to do here? Uh, do we need more rehearsals? Do we need to, um, do we need more time for working out the orchestration? Uh, for instance, only recording my guitars took already uh, around three weeks. And um, so if you, if you would be touring nonstop, you would have to it, you, you would have done it a lot faster. And um, so we, we kind of experiment with the sounds, we experiment with second lines and all that. So it just took the whole thing to the next level. Also, recording drums, for instance. Arjen is just a great drummer. And usually you can just tell him, okay, sit, sit behind your drums and just record the whole album at once. And uh, he wouldn't really have a problem with that. But this time I was there to kind of focus on if, if it really clicked with all the guitar riffing and uh, the details were just right and spot on so it took a little longer now but the result is just way better and that's basically because of the pregnancy of Simone and secondly I think her voice also kind of matured she also said it herself already like getting a kid kind of gives you uh, additional emotion so to speak you uh, you have a kid now, you have other responsibilities, you care for this person, and um, and that kind of also comes back as a singer, apparently. So it was basically a good thing. And uh, now, obviously, we have to see how everything works with touring, and she's uh, on the road a lot. So far, we can't complain. You know, we're all happy that everything went fine, also with her pregnancy, and... Uh, with the record and so speaking of that um what are some of your inspirations when uh working up a new album well it's hard to tell because i could get inspiration out of anything and it sounds very cliche of course to say that but sometimes it's just i'm noodling around in my guitar and suddenly there's one riff there or a certain melody or whatnot and then you just start recording it and and from one thing comes the other and before you know it you kind of have a basic structure of a song um, but sometimes it's one of the songs was like I, I wrote it it was I think eight or nine minutes long and it went from from left to right to up and down and, and there was like no no really direction in the song and I had a million riffs and 
Uh, so basically, it just rolled and rolled and rolled, and it was big, a big chaos. But then eventually, you start kind of cutting out stuff and repeating other things, and then it becomes a song. So sometimes it's there in like half an hour. Sometimes you have to work on it for half a year. Sometimes you just throw it away, and, and maybe 10 years later, you pick it up again. But inspiration can be like also listening to other bands, even if it's not metal. It's just, if you hear a certain melody and you think, oh, that's just awesome, if you combine it with these chords or can be a certain groove or, uh, you know, I, I really love thrash metal and I love groove. And um, so whenever I write a song, I would really focus on those two uh, elements. And then, yeah, that would be the basis for my song. So my inspiration comes out of certain grooves. It can be from, I remember that I still have one song of Dave Weckl. He's a fusion drummer. I don't remember the name of the song, but I just know that one day I want to kind of write a riff which is inspired on the intro of that song. Um, so it's at the back of my head, and I know that whenever I have a lack of inspiration, I can go back to that song and just see if I can come up with a riff similar to that or something. Or something funny, like nowadays, I don't know if it's the same in... America, but in Europe, you have a Coke Zero advertisement, and it's featuring a, a song, Diplo or something, um, but they have this song in the ad, which has a kind of a, a techno kind of style, but the groove is just awesome, and I, and I, I also already thought, like, hey, if I ever want to start writing a new song, I should listen to that one again, and maybe keep that groove and change it into a metal song always different. Uh, what is your favorite Epica song? My favorite Epica song? Oh, man. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I really prefer playing live more than being in the studio, so it should definitely be a good live song. Um, I really like to play The Obsessive Devotion. That's one of the coolest songs to play live. It's a pretty long song, and then it has all the epica elements. It has a cool groove as well. It has a kind of technical mid part, so that's a cool one. And uh, consigned to oblivion is always a nice one. We play that mostly at the end of the set. I think it's around ten minutes. It, it has a lot of cool elements in the song, and just very catchy and very. There's a great melodies in that song. But yeah, and for the new album, I, I think songs like Unchain Utopia or The Second Stone, those are really cool songs to play. But I can also very much appreciate playing a, a ballad and like, for instance, uh, Ties of Time. It also has a cool solo. That's also nice. You know, whenever we play something live, it's because it works live and it just has a cool vibe. Oh, any song we are actually playing live for favorite songs of all of us. So we're not the kind of band who's focusing on songs or something or like hit songs. We just want to make a nice, like the whole album has to fit. Every song has to fit. I think it's the same with a live show. So it kind of has a lot of dynamics and, um, and that's the way how we like it. So it's hard to pick out just one song, but 
obsessive devotion and consigned to oblivion are definitely favorite. Well, I'll have to agree with you on the fact that uh, longer songs can uh, actually be better. As you said, they uh, have all these ups and downs and they actually allow Mm -hmm. you to do a lot more. uh, Yeah, I think, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there who are so used to having three, four minute songs that they don't, maybe they don't have the patience to listen to longer songs. But, you know, mostly these longer songs are structurized the same way as a shorter song. You also have like the intro, then you have a, mostly it's the bridge, which is very long. And we mostly have pre-choruses and chorus and like breakdown or like a, a kind of mellow part in the middle or something like that. Epica is also, people often say that we have music which is similar to movie scores. And that's also what they do. You know, they take the same harmony or the same um, melody, the same theme, and just put it in a different setting and that's also how we structure our longer songs like the melody which goes on top of uh, like a almost a death metal riff comes back in a bridge and then it's only played by piano or something and so you kind of have a connection to the whole song but it sounds differently so you get a nice flow in the whole song and the dynamics just shift and that's how we like it um is there anything you want to add for our listeners um, yeah, sure. That um, I hope everyone will like the album as much as uh, we like making it and finishing it and still listening to it. So, um, and we'll be back in the U.S. at the end of this year. More info will follow on our website and social media, so we don't have the exact dates yet. But we're working on it, and we're uh, more than happy to come back to the U.S. and to play for you guys. Hopefully you're going to be near uh, Boston, so I hopefully actually see you. Yeah, this. maybe. I'm sure we'll be down there or in the area, so maybe then we can do a face-to-face interview. Thank you for joining us. No problem. Enjoy the rest of your day, then. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Isaac DeLahey from Epica here on LaSalle College Radio. I'm your host, Don John, a.k.a. John McDonald. Thanks for listening.